So um, I got a, I got a joke real quick. Okay, perfect. We'll, we'll just let's we'll just run right into this. Um, so uh, this is a Star Wars joke, and that kind of uh, sets the tone uh, for what's going on. Otherwise, it feels out of context a little bit, right? Sure. So, um, why does the Kashyyyk army have such a hard time promoting people? Uh, I, I do not know. That's because no matter how hard they try, they're only Wookiees. Two guys walk into a bar. Two guys walk into a bar. Two guys walk into a bar. The first boy says, he goes, well, first he goes up to the bartender, of course. And the third one, Jeff. This isn't a joke or anything, it's just another example of what can happen. The second guy says, well the bartender, okay, well the second guy says, he comes up and he's like... Cut to, <laughs> uh, like 20 years later... Joan Rivers is the bartender! Then you're gonna buy me drinks all night to the point where I get so drunk that I end up having sex with you later? That's right, my Uncle Joe the drunk. At one time he's in a bar, he's making a lot of noise, and this woman comes over. And the third one, Jeff. The bartender looks up and says... Get the fuck out of here. Six bouncers hurled me out of a nightclub like I was a frisbee. And the bartender's all like, he comes up, you know. Look at that guy. He's wasted in a bar. I came here to read a novel. So these two guys walk into a bar, right? And the third one just. So welcome to Third One Ducks, the comedy podcast that frankly isn't very good. Uh-uh. Uh, my name is Brady Cox, and with me as always is Patrick Kilcoin and my cat Bubba. I'm, Bubba! Uh, he, he gets in on the podcast enough that I, I'm, I'm putting his name on it, this, at least this time. He's in my lap right now, too, and he's being very annoying. Um, so I, I guess the first, first thing off the bat... we that um, I'm definitely going to do is um, hi folks. Um, As you saw from when you downloaded this or when you chose to hit play on whatever this is, uh, uh, this is the Bill Cosby episode. This is our first Bill Cosby episode. And um, so I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we're definitely going to talk about Bill Cosby. Um, So if um, that triggers you in any way, um, first off, why are you here? Uh, second off, maybe stop listening right now. If you want to protest us, that's great. That'll give us a good bunch of, uh, publicity and we could, we could use the extra listeners. That would be great. Yeah. Got that out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for those of you still here or those of you who were going to drop off, but, uh, just, want to keep listening so you can find something to be angry about you know it's this is bill cosby right uh he has uh what 10 grammys for comedy something like that yeah it's a good number it might be 11 i don't know it's it's uh you can't do a podcast about comedy albums and not talk about this man i mean i i think it would be disingenuous to even attempt to and I think we're at, what, episode, this is episode eight, I want to say, right? That sounds right. Might be nine. Um, 
listeners at home, it'll be obvious to you. It'll be obvious when I go to edit this, but um, I don't know. Maybe maybe that number doesn't seem like a lot to a lot of you, but it feels like we've been doing this show for a very long time now. <laughs> <laughs> Through the magic of uh, podcasts, um, we haven't done this for a few weeks. Um, we, That's we true. Haven't, we haven't recorded for a while, um, even though the show gets put out on a weekly basis because we record ahead of time and prepare for these sort of things. Um, how you doing, Patrick? I'm all right overall. Uh, yeah, nothing too interesting. I uh, live in the joy of some seasonal allergies these days, but uh, beyond that, no- nothing too intriguing to report back. Yourself? Well, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you know, I got, got, got this newer job. Uh, that's mm-hmm, just... Mm-hmm. just um, you ever, like, find yourself, like, doing the thing that you... Sh- you're like, this is what I should be doing, where you just feel like you're in the right place. Um, it's like that, and it's 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 a good thing. And, oh, that's excellent. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's uh, probably the second time in my life, in my professional career, where I've felt that. Um, oh, wow. So it's a good feeling, um, and it's, it's nice to be able to focus on other aspects of my life, which is good, um, including this podcast. Which is, you know, a, a weekly ritual at this point. Yes, yes, yes. Whether we record or not, I gotta edit. So, do you have anything going on you want to plug or anything? No, no, I can't say I, uh, I'm looking to plug anything right now. Yeah. That's uh, it, it's hard to plug things on the show since we record it so far ahead of right. time. Right. Um, and uh, speaking of which, uh, we we just. Uh, well, this week, as of the recording, we released an episode um, where we talked about uh, Gilbert, and mm. um, so we released it a week after he died, um, because he died on a Tuesday, and we released on Tuesdays. So uh, I really hope that didn't make anybody you know, feel bad. But of course, you know, as always, we're talking about Gilbert. We're saying nice things about him. So I guess that's not so bad. But I just like to bring that up. I uh, was thinking about adding, you know, adding some audio to the beginning of the episode and uh, just decided to let it run. And um, yeah, um, it's not like all the other shows in the world weren't um, saying a bunch of nice things about Gilbert, but uh, we, we were definitely talking about him as uh, he was still alive, because at the time, of course, he was. Um, I just thought I'd mention mm-hmm. that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that, that news kind of hit hard, especially after, uh, you know, Saget and... Uh, norm um, yeah some people put louis in there uh louis anderson and while i love the guy um i not quite at the stature of the other ones but yeah you know if you're talking about like a mount rushmore kind of a situation i'm i'm louis doesn't make it for me i'm i'm sorry sure. i mean there. There's A tier, right? And then there's 
you know, above and beyond that. And uh, unfortunately, um, our who we're talking about today um, should be on that Mount Rushmore, right? Um, or at least that um, S-class tier, I guess, above A. Um, but I think he he hurt himself quite a bit by um, hurting others, allegedly, or you know, as per what a court actually discovered. Yeah, I, th- I think at this found. point, um, it's, it's, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, he's a. He, it's really, it's really a shame, and one of the things I discovered. Uh, by listening to this album is uh, that I'd been denying myself access to this art, I guess you could call it, which was really more punishing myself than punishing Bill Cosby. I mean, mm-hmm. I, uh, one thing I did notice um, is that uh, this morning I looked on Spotify, which is where I listened to the album. Um, the album is Bill Cosby himself, by the way. I don't know if we mentioned that. Released in, I want to say, 82? Yeah, I got the Wikipedia up as 82. Yeah, um, late 82, but yeah, 82. Yeah, and um, this was um, basically um, clips from his um, stand-up special, Bill Cosby himself. Mm-hmm. Um, which, uh, if you if you watch that on YouTube... Uh, there's going to be a bunch of stuff on there that's not on the album, um, which is, you know, neither here nor there, I guess. But just, uh, you know, if if you love the uh, comedy special and there's a bit we don't talk about uh, that's really great, um, it's possible that it was cut for time or um, language yeah. or something. Um, so just keep that in mind. What what's were your impressions, sir? You know, this one is just... It is difficult because of everything going on. Um, it is how do you discuss this album without everything we learned later? Right. I, I think, you know, at this point we should... Um, we've mentioned it. We've talked about it. Um, let's put that aside and talk about the album. Uh, yeah, because there are uh, other uh, people out there who have discussed that side of things. Um, definitely go listen to it. This is we're discussing the art, more the about artist. right, right, yeah. right, right. Um, so I think uh, one of the big takeaways for me is how this album basically seems to be the prototype of. Not the true pilot, but kind of the thematic pilot for what would become the Cosby show. Um, It is a lot of Cosby, his character as this father, frustrated with the kids, and he'll do these things, and and it's interesting. And I know when we picked this album, Brady, you had mentioned that you listened to this album a fair amount uh, when you were younger. I really didn't the Cosby albums I remember um, were more of the '60s ones of the Cosby's a very fe- funny fellow, uh, Russell, my brother. Uh, I, I started out as a child, things like that, and so it's interesting 
to me from that standpoint that a lot of his 60s and maybe 70s um, albums were very much reminiscing himself as a child in relation to his parents and then this one kind of flips it over and now he's the adult in the jokes right and that's just an interesting dynamic uh, for, for someone who who his early work was a lot about childhood uh, to then have a, a special and an album that's so heavily about fatherhood yeah and I I don't think it escapes Cosby himself <laughs> that um, mm. that he's doing this right I I think that's part of the joke an unsaid, yeah. an unsaid joke there's just so many things that are relatable like whether you've had children or not we've all been children at least right. I, would, I would hope so um, I can't you know somebody just I don't know, was just printed or something. That seems weird. Um, I mean, some people block it out, but sure. Right. Right. So, yeah, it's, I mean, there's, you know, the first bit's about the dentist, right? And Mm -hmm. um, that's all totally relatable. You know, that's, you know, um, the the tools are different these days than they were in the the early 80s, but uh, everything else is pretty much the same. Um, and they still, you know, you know, tell you not to stick sharp things in your mouth, but they first thing they do is poke you right in the gums um, repeatedly. Uh-huh. Um, and then everything else is about, um, well, he does childbirth first, right? Yeah. Um, I, I want I would do a, an impression of the breathing exercises, but good Lord, I, I couldn't do that. That's. um. I think I used to attempt it when I was a child, but um, yeah, never got close. Um, that's like beatboxer territory there. Right, uh, right. Um, and then, you know, everything else is about the the children, right? Um, and then, you know, at the end, let's, let's talk about the grandparents, right? Um, yes. Which, you know, is in relation to the children and all that. And um, I don't know. I just, the one line that has stuck with me for my entire life in the, from this album is, Dad is great. Cha-cha. Yep. Makes this chocolate cake. Cha-cha. And, and the cha-chas aren't in there, but I just add them in my mind. Um, it, it is a very, very memorable moment. And yeah, that is one of the ones that... That definitely sits with you for for a while, and, and is super memorable. And also, how quickly the kids then turn on him. Of <laughs> oh, Dad made us eat chocolate cake. We wanted to have healthy food, but he he forced us to have the chocolate cake. <laughs> I just I, I and I love the the idea that you know this family is having this wonderful time. Right, everything. Everybody's mm-hmm. happy, and then mom comes in and has to be the villain. Um, and of, which, of course, you know, makes her even more angry. Uh, yeah, th- that's not said, but it's it's you know, it's funny. I just uh, I think about that bit often 
just you know every time every, every time there's chocolate cake every time my whole life it's an interesting bit also because it goes on for a really long time, but it doesn't ever feel out of place. Like, I, I would think any other comic, they're talking about, okay, right, I made my kids chocolate cake for breakfast. Maybe you get a minute, two minutes out of it. But that's around, it's it's pushing eight minutes for, for that bit, and it it just works. And... Yeah, I, I think... Of, of his style as well. One of the great things about Bill Cosby is that he is a storyteller. Yes. Um, I can't recall a joke from Bill Cosby. Just like a straight up joke. Not a one liner, no. It's just, it's all storytelling and it's all um, done masterfully. I mean, um, and let's be honest, you can't really go to school for that. Um, right. You, you're either good at it or you're not. Um, or I guess you could put some effort into becoming better at it, um, mm-hmm. which I, I guess, you know, that's kind of what comedians do. Like their whole goal is how to relay a story, uh, even if that's a short story, uh, in um, – as quickly as possible, but not, right? Because this this chocolate cake for breakfast is what it's about seven and a half minutes, a little mm-hmm. bit longer than that. Doesn't feel that long. Um not all of the information is a joke. Um a lot of it's set up for a joke. Um a lot of it is just relatable. Um, yeah, and but I bet money that he went through that bit, and it was probably a fifteen-minute bit before, and cut it down. Um, yeah, I would believe that. Yeah, and the question I always have is like, is this happening on stage? Like, as a comic is touring around, do they like just, you know, what I'm going to tell this story, and then they whittle it down? As they go, or do they, you know, I assume this is, you know, one of those things where like a comic's like, hey, I got an idea for a, a bit, you know, and then they run it past their, their friends over coffee or whatever, um, you know, their comedian friends. Um, yeah. 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 And that's interesting because, I mean, obviously this is pre the Cosby show, but Cosby's still Cosby by 82 so he gets a certain level of alright we'll let him set this up for a while because we know he's brilliant um, that a lesser known might not be able to do yeah that's a good point like could um, could just like no name comic come up and tell stories like these um, I guess if you're patient enough, yeah, um, and are you know actually listening, um, but you know there 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 are rooms I've been in where it's just like you can't you, you don't get two minutes of setup, that's for sure. Right. Um. 
But, you know, even the setup is, you know, amusing uh, in the way that he does it. Um, you know, does... Um, is Cosby Cosby, you know, how, does... You know, can he be Cosby without, um, you know, getting there? You know what I mean? Like the journey. Right. Um, I guess maybe that doesn't make any sense. I'm, I got the wrong words today. I don't, I don't have the words. Um, and that's fine. And that works. That works. Uh, yeah. I, did you like that? I just told myself that I was fine. I comforted myself. It's no, it's it's wonderful. good. Self care is important, right? Ah, mental health is a thing that we talk about a lot on this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, comedians and mental health, peanut butter and jelly. Yes, indeed. Um, you know, and uh, <laughs> Cosby at one point was the 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 glowing example of you know. Well, you don't have to, you know have poor mental health. Um, but that that's all down the drain, apparently, um, because uh, how could you have done those things if you didn't have poor mental health? So Right, right. Um, I also think that's a, a, like power corrupts kind of a thing as well. Yeah, I, I, I would say it's more of a power thing than a... I, I don't think we can vilify mental health for... Well, I mean... Any of... I mean, so people telling you your whole, you know, for the vast portion of your life that, um, you know, whatever you do is gold, um, mm-hmm. is not good for your mental health, really. Oh, I'll agree with that. Um, so, um, it's very possible in his mind he felt he did nothing wrong, you know, um, which is sad. Um. Yeah, I don't know his particular crimes. I think that's a stretch, but well, but I I'm not in his head either. Yeah, we're, we're neither of us are in his head, um, and uh, by no means I don't think either of us are defending the man. Oh, um, I'm definitely not. Just trying to um, think out loud about just. Just what the what was going, what the fuck, man? Um, yeah, he definitely let a lot of people down. I mean, um, somebody I definitely held in very high regard up until that point, um, and I I believe like you know at first even defended him. I'm sure. I don't know. I can't go back and rewind and, you know, see everything I said about everybody. But, um, yeah, yeah, I'm sure at first I was just like, oh, no, that that can't be true, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, Um, apparently so. Kind of feels like Michael Jackson in a lot of ways. Um, Where it's just like this person who is bigger than life, right? And then, um, although with, I guess with Michael Jackson, that's def- definitely a lot of mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, that that dude never really lived in reality, um, except for when he was very young. 
Um, and even then, who knows? Well, I mean, we know that, you know, his, uh, well, he's from Gary, Indiana, right? Right. Uh, which is still known as one of the um, um, worst places in the country, um, uh, especially crime, crime-wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got lost in Gary once and a cop told me to run every stop sign and not stop because uh, I would get uh, carjacked or mugged or something. Um, so, yeah, Gary's not the best place in the world. We know that his father beat them. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's documented. Um, so I I can't imagine his, his childhood was very good. Um, his father obviously started the Jackson 5 to mm-hmm. you know, try to escape that. And uh, it was successful. Um, but in some ways, you know, you're exploiting your children. Um, however, it was beneficial for everybody involved uh, that they, they all got out of that situation, um, except for the fact that they still had, you know, Joe to deal with, right? Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why we're talking about Michael Jackson so much, but um, I guess I was trying to compare like the um, um, being surrounded by a bunch of people that let you live in a fantasy world, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, um, if, if Bill Cosby had mental health issues, they were not exposed until, you know, he was very old. Right. Um, whereas Michael Jackson, it was, I think it was apparent right about the time Bad came out, um, which you may you may not remember. I I definitely remember that um, because of how big Thriller was when I was a very small child. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was very weird that when you know I, I let's stop talking about Michael Jackson. Yeah, that probably works. Yeah. Um, but I I guess for me, I talking about the early eighties into the mid eighties, um without Bill Cosby and Michael Jackson. I mean, th- those were the two major players at the time, right? Like um In the top of television, the top of music, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we, you have to remember that back then, you know, we only had three television networks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fox was not even a thing at the time. Boys and girls. Um, there were no Simpsons, um, etc. Um, which um, Dr. Hibbert on The Simpsons is, is loosely based on Bill Cosby. Oh, interesting. Um, from the... Um, early on, it was one of the jokes that, like, they go to his house or something and it's just like, he's got like, um, children that are named similar things to the Cosby's, you know, okay, on the show and whatnot. Um, because, you know, in the show is Dr. Huxtable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, instead of Cosby, they, they didn't keep the name Cosby. They went with Huxtable, which I'm sure there's a good reason for that. Um, because that's just such a weird name. Yeah, so is Heathcliff. 
Right, and you got the alliteration there, Heathcliff Huxtable. Mm-hmm. It's also a shame that that show's not on anymore. Like, you can't watch it, because it's just, it's a good show. Yeah. It, anyway, you know, you know, um, we're, we're trying to separate the art from the artist, and we can't stop talking about the artist. Um, right. But as far as a comedy album goes, um, I would... I'm going to go out and say this is the best one we've done. Oh, interesting. In my opinion. This was a joy to listen to. It really was. That's really interesting. I I think I actually do agree with that, which is weird because one of my big issues with the album was I don't think it's... It's definitely not one of my favorite Cosby albums, but I'll still give it, yeah, probably one of the better ones that we've talked about on this show. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why he was the gold standard in the 80s, right? Um, Mm -hmm. You think about when this came out, it was like, what, 82, 83? Yeah, Um, late 82. I can't remember when Eddie Murphy Raw dropped. Um, That might have been like 84. Yeah, it would have been a little bit after this. Um, But, you know... Cosby and Eddie are different audiences, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, but Cosby's the family man, and um, he's very clean. <laughs> Eddie Murphy is definitely not that guy. Um, Eddie Murphy is trying to, you know, be the next Richard Pryor. Um, and, you know, when Raw came out, that definitely happened. Yeah. Um, we should definitely do that album at some point. Um Sure. Um, what did was it ever an album? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. If it was just a, a video, um, I guess we'll have to figure that out. Um, but um, uh, anyway, like uh, I was talking about Gilbert earlier, and I guess I'll talk about Gilbert again. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to go look up his albums. I was like, you know what? It'd be good to do a Gilbert album. We haven't done a Gilbert album. And I looked, and he did one. Sure. And it was like 2005 or something like that. So mm. kind of like out of, you know, what we're doing for one. And for t- that just amazed me. Um, I did hear that they they found hundreds and hundreds of hours of, of uh, raw footage. Um that he just kept over the years. And so I assume at some point there's going to be some sort of anthology or um, album that comes out based on that. Um, And um, I hope that does well, uh, you know, for his family and whatnot. Yeah, Um, Yeah, definitely. You know, because they had to put up with him. (laughs) I, I, I make... That's a joke. Um, obviously, I, I would hope that you know anybody listening to this podcast knows that uh, he did not sound like that um, normally, right? And that you know um, it was a character that he you know turned on, basically, and um, was able to do it. You know, for his whole career, um, was just able to live in that uh, character, which. A lot of comedians uh, have tried and failed. Um, you know, Bobcat Goldthwait comes to mind. Um, 
who has had a wonderful career otherwise, uh, you know, directing and whatnot, um, mm-hmm. and really, you know, is is a comics comic, right? Um, so that always worked for him as well in directing other comics. Um, but he just could not keep up the um, the act. Um, it's like you know those WWE wrestlers when they're out in public, they gotta they gotta be that character like sure all the time. And I think uh, that was a brilliant move by Mick Foley. He had a bunch of different characters, so he there was the kind of breaking the fourth wall in the fact that if he wasn't in character when somebody came up to meet him, um, it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, but like say Macho Man would always have to always have to be on and um you know I've I've heard stories from people that knew him when they were kids and he you know they ran into each other and he's like hey dude, you don't have to do that in front of me. It's, it's me. Remember, you know, we used to go swimming together and, and then he would drop yeah. it. Right. But like, uh, but it's, um, that's gotta be hard. I can't imagine doing that. Um, anyway, I'm talking about all these offshoots of talking about Gilbert, but I only brought up Gilbert because of the album thing. And because of, uh, the fact that I am, actually very excited about all this footage and I hope they do something with it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That would be great. Cause he's, I guess I'm not surprised that he doesn't have a bunch of albums. He, he seems to be the sort of person who will show up periodically for a few minute thing and, and be done with that. But it probably was the cost of production. Um, I, you know, uh, for those listening, if you've not watched the Gilbert, uh, documentary, I believe it's on Amazon prime or Hulu, one or the other, um, watch that. Uh, it's very fascinating. It goes through how frugal he, what he was, he, every time he stayed at a hotel, he would take the soaps and it, it was like a hoarding situation in his home. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was very frugal, very cheap. Um, and yeah, I, I assume that when it came to, um, the album that he did put out, I bet, I think he was with his wife at the time. Um, and I'm, I'm sure she pushed him to do that. Sure. And it probably hurt him very much to write those checks. Um, Coming from a very cheap family myself, um, it always does hurt to write those big checks. I I try to avoid it as well. Yeah. More about mental health in the comedy world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Definitely I mean, a recurring theme. Yeah. I mean, obviously, saving all those soaps and whatnot. Um. I kind of wonder if that's the first thing his wife did was just throw all that out. I honestly, I really wish and hope that she gives them all to some sort of charity and they could auction them off. Like this Ziplocs for five bucks. You can have some of Gilbert's hand soaps or whatever. 
um, you know, for charity. Um, otherwise, that doesn't make any sense at all. It's just a cash grab otherwise. Um, which I guess is a cash grab, but, you know, it's for charity, so it's fine. Right. Um, you know, there's There's definitely comedy in that right there. There's so many things that we would do for charity that uh, we would never, ever do um, for a business. Well, that's true. Where where are we at? But uh, I'm trying to remember when the Cosby show came out. I want to say it was like 80. It would have been 84, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So I, I uh, loaded up the... Um, the video special um, earlier this morning. And it, it was funny earlier. You mentioned like, this was the precursor of the Cosby show. Mm-hmm. And the, this, the, the baby starts up and it's like showing this picture of his family. And I was thinking the same thing, like, Oh man, this is, this is probably where he got the idea for the Cosby show. I was putting this piece together right here. Yeah. And um, it starts out and you think the song is just the two of us, but it's basically a, a version by Cosby, just the, the eight of us talking about his family. Oh, all right. Um, and about how that's uh, a hassle. But man, like, why did he have six kids? That's insane. Um, it is a lot of children. I do recall that um, after this album, like his, his, uh, I believe his eldest son died. Um, and I don't remember any of the details surrounding that. Um, yeah. Yeah, Ennis. Um, I think that was a while later. Well, let's, uh, I guess let's look it up. 90s, perhaps. Yeah, his son would have died in '97. Hmm. Uh, basically, a robbery that went wrong. Oh, okay. Uh, that he was the he was the victim of. All right. Well, that's what happens when you get old kids. You remember things wrong, and everything jumbles together. It'll happen to you uh, if you're lucky. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like this album was just such a good time and I enjoyed myself and I was smiling the entire time and laughing a lot. Um, there's really not much to say about it other than um, if uh, you have been denying yourself listening to Cosby uh, because of you know his actions as a person, um, you know, you, I felt like I was doing myself a disservice. I was like, oh, why have I been denying myself this um, enjoyment? Um, you know, why am I punishing myself for the actions of this other person, right? Um, and that really helped me separate the, um, the art from the artist. Um, It's it's very apparent here that the art um, is its own thing now, um, separate from the 
the person that created said art. Yeah, and it's interesting that you bring up Cosby Show not being on uh, in reruns anymore. Speaking of that sort of thing, uh, it, it partially to your point of do we avoid the art because of the artist and, and that that in and of itself I don't know where I come down on. Um, I'm glad I did listen through this album uh, again. I, I, I'm just not sure where I stand on that overall topic. However, the flip side of that is how many you know, hundreds of people worked on the Cosby show who now that lasting part of their career is weirdly tarnished. Right. Those people aren't getting their residual or something checks, they, right? Yeah. Yeah. When we think of the Malcolm Jamal Warners, the uh, Lisa Benet's of the world. Right. They're, they're not getting their, they're, they're, and more, and more Shakespeare. than the two who we, yeah, and more than the two who still have careers, some of the ones who really don't. Um, right. Um, and and let's be honest, you know, um, you know, you can love Malcolm Jamal Warner all you want, but um, first thing people think of when they see him is Theo, right? Yeah. Um, even when he was doing Malcolm and Eddie, um, even you know which. Um, I remember being amazed when that came out and we're like, wow, they cast Malcolm Jamal Warner. Good for them. Um, and people don't remember that show anymore, but um, I do. <laughs> sure. Um, it was, it was kind of a big deal when it came out. Um, but uh, has since dropped off the um, zeitgeist, I suppose. Um but yeah, like, like all those people that aren't getting their residual checks mm -hmm. from syndication or streaming or all that, um, which, by the way, um, syndication pays a lot better than streaming. Um, just FYI. Yeah, I believe that. It's uh, better for you to watch that on MeTV or, or one of those um, stations than it is for you to watch it on streaming makes uh, the, the people that worked on it more. Um, just as an FYI, if you're into that sort mm -hmm. of thing. Um, although, me personally, I'll know that and still stream it because um, it's convenient. And I'm not going to go it, out. It is convenient. Yeah. Um, but I know there's a lot of people that uh, are willing to put in the extra effort. Um, and if I'm the part of that that informs them about that, then hey, I can I can sleep at night. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just um, I would definitely like to get to a point to where uh, we can just get back to enjoying these things. But um, I, it's going to take time. Uh, definitely hurt a lot of people. I mean, I felt personally hurt by it, right? It was just like, um, you know, finding out that Superman is, you know, you know, I don't know, addicted to sports betting or something. 
maybe that's not quite as as bad. Yeah, but, but I don't really want to. I don't. Without getting into it, it's it's hard to yeah. touch on the 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 real severity and cruelty of the situation. So right. Well, it's kind of like finding out your parents are actual human beings who make mistakes. <laughs> Everybody had to go through. Yeah, no, I can't. Point. I can't. I can't go there either. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. I can't chalk any of this up to. He had too many yes men around him, or like, oh, what a different world to live in, or they're real people who make mistakes, or sports gambling with the absolute. I'm just brutality trying to, and and just yeah, just trying to come at things with empathy, man. That's that's all I'm trying to do. Um, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not trying to explain it away. I'm not trying to say that it wasn't bad. I'm not trying to, you know, reduce his sentence in any way, shape, or form. I'm just trying to understand, you know, and um, yeah, I guess I just worry that if like we approach with too much empathy for him, are we doing too little for? Those he victimized, but at, at any rate, we're not trying to get into that side of his story. Well, uh, nobody's trying to get into the mind of a victim to, you know, like what was in the, what? Like, why did they put themselves in that situation? You know, uh, if you're doing that, then you're obviously thinking wrong. Um, so there's really no um, reason to, to 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 speculate on that. Um, but there's, you know, there's a reason why people love the crime serials and they love serial killers, you know. Um, it's just, it's, it is actually disturbing in this country how much people love serial killers and how much they, they obsess over them. So weird. Yeah, definitely. It, it's just, it, it is strange. And, um, but I get it. It's, it's fascinating. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, there's there's no um, gain from trying to. Um, well, I mean, we we can all. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not getting anywhere here. I, yeah. I, I'm not really voicing what I what I'm trying to say. I'm not finding the the right words. Um. I'm just saying that. Um, how does, you know, this person from ha- had this wonderful career of family friendly comedy get to, you know what? I think I'm going to, you know, drug up some women and, you know, um, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. Um, especially, you know, um, I guess my, my original point was, you know, um, this didn't just hurt Bill Cosby. It hurt a lot of other people. And uh, especially the people that, uh, anyway, I'm not, I'm trying to avoid a certain word here. And um, which I, I have mixed feelings about because, you know, if we're not willing to say the word, then how are you supposed to talk about the crime? Um, right. And then how, 
I, I guess not wanting to say the word does uh, give an example of like how horrible the crime is. Right. Um, because I talk about murder all day. Um, and, and that's, and that's, I guess my main point is I, I don't think that with what he did, we, we can put it at the level of, Oh, s- Superman sports gambling or your parents are, are actually human beings. Like this isn't a, Oh, we pulled back the curtain and yeah, he was a bad person. It's like, this is an exceptional level of criminality. Right. Um, just craziness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, which is, you know, why we were talking about mental illness earlier. Right. Um, and Bill Cosby, right? Um, he became mentally ill at some point um, to make himself think that what he was doing was okay. Because, um, you know, remember, nobody is the villain in their own eyes, right? Um, you know, they their mind is twisted in some way to... Um, justify their actions right um, at least to themselves so th- there is mental illness in that and um yeah maybe i don't know i mean it, there's there's plenty of self-loathing to go around in the world too i i i get i get the sentiment of no one's the villain in their own story but i don't know if that actually holds up in practice there are plenty of people who hate themselves. Well, sure, and I, you know, people that are robbing a bank, you know, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're just like, yeah, we're the bad guys, but they're they're doing it for they, they have purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And um, most people's end goal is money, um, because money is fairly useless on its own. You can't do a whole lot with it. Uh, you can trade it for a whole lot, and generally, it's what the money gets traded for that people actually want. Um, yeah, I was listening the other day to some guy, and he was talking about how um, how like if if people were were more focused on what their actual goals were versus the means to gain the, to, to obtain those goals that the world would be a better place right like um he, 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 yeah he's like so why why do all these rappers you know talk about money all the time it's like well because it, it's you know it's about success it's like well what does success bring you it's like security and it's like okay so what if your goal was just security in the first place you know you, you could take actions to do that without, you know, all of the um, distractions that, you know, come from, quote unquote, getting money. Um, because getting money is just, you know, uh, there's plenty of stories of people won the lottery and then burn through it all. Yeah, definitely. Um, because they were um, so focused on the 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 amount of money that they forgot about um, the fact that what you really want is, you know, security and ease of and peace of mind um, and, and 
not having to worry about anything, right? But if you mm-hmm. if you burn through that money, then you 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 done fucked up. Um, you know, whereas you know the smart person will put it away or invest it and you know live off the interest. Um, you know, my eventual goal in life is to you know get enough money to put it to work for myself so that I can, um, you know, live off of the earnings that my money makes me. Right. Yeah. And I think that's everybody's goal, but, or, well, hopefully. Um, and honestly, like most people aren't going to attain that, you know? Right. Which is why we have, you know, programs like social security, which, um, definitely does not do what it was intended to do um, because it's not enough. But anywho, um, as we get off track, off track, off track, off track, um, we should, we should have probably called this show off track betting. Mm -hmm. Um, And, or, or maybe that should be like another improv team name of mine at some point. Oh, that'd be interesting. Um, Cause I, you know, definitely get off track constantly. Um, but that gives us like 45% of our content. That's true. So it's a, it works out really well. Um, I don't know if there's much more to say about this album. Um, Bill Cosby, bad Bill Cosby himself. Good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, we do need to pick an album for next week. Um, yes, you, we do. Have you given that, that any thought, sir? I don't know if I've given it much thought. Uh, I I have a I have not necessarily the album itself. I I have a comic I I would want us to consider though. Just coming off of. Cosby and Kinnison and a few other, um, you know, more layered, nuanced, this is going to be a difficult conversation <laughs> ones. Um, what's on Steve Martin? Yeah, you know, um, there are a few names here where I'm just like, how, how have we gotten this far into this without doing these folks um seinfeld eddie murphy is on that list uh robin williams yeah steve Mm -hmm. martin steve martin's not even on this list i was trying to make a short list the other day um yeah let me write that down um i think steve martin only did like a few years worth of um stuff because at some point he was just like well um i can't do any better as far as you know stand-up comedy goes right Um, he felt like he had reached the peak and decided to go work on other things um I, i also remember him mentioning that um that he went out and did a show once uh, where all he did was just go out and do funny faces 
and just react to the audience. And he didn't do any of his material. Um, and they were just rolling the entire time. And he said that he could go out there and read a book and people would laugh the, like at least for 20 minutes yeah. just because they thought it, they would, they were expecting that as part of a bit. And that in that regard, um, how could he ever try out new material and know if it was in a Oh, group? that's a good point. You, you yeah. don't know if it's like, um, there's that twilight zone. I don't know if you saw that one, um, where they recently redid the twilight zone. Um, and um, the comic is um, shit. What the what's that guy's name? It's that um, I forget the guy's name. Um, but anyway, he's uh, you know, he, you know, he gets the wish of like I, I want you know um, people to laugh at me, blah blah blah, and he gets up there and you know, and he, he's doing really well. You know, and then, um, then he he messes up a joke, and people are just just dying, they're just rolling, and then he starts uh, he pulls out his grocery list or something, starts reading it, and people are just just rolling over themselves, and you know eventually he just kills himself. Um, oh, okay. Because nobody would nobody ever takes him <laughs> seriously anymore. Um, you yeah. can't have a real conversation with anybody. Um, yeah. It, and so it was kind of like that. So he, he decided that, um, he would go off and do other things. Um, uh, unless I'm confusing him with Robin Williams, which is, um, very possible as well. Um, th- there was a point where either of those two could, um, yeah, just show up and people would die. Um, I I do I Pryor's on this list. Red Fox is on this list. Absolutely. Um, um, Jonathan Winters. I think there's an argument for that. Um, Don Rickles. Um, and I've also been toying with the idea of doing like a musical comedy roundup kind of a thing. Um where we just talk about all the Grammy winners that were singles. Um, oh, sure. So like, um, battle of Cucamonga and, um, the chipmunks Christmas, um, song. Come yeah, to mind. Hello. Hello. Mother. Hello. Father. That's not a type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Where we, we talk about all these things and, um, um, we could probably even throw Pac-Man fever into that if we wanted to and disco duck. Um, although I, I do have this list of oddities that we could probably just make into an episode. Like we could talk about that Orson Welles comedy album. Um, sure. The all in the family album that won a Grammy. Um, do you remember Joe Pesci did an album? I did not know that. Uh, it's called Vincent LaGuardia Gambini sings just for you. Hmm. So he's doing it as the character from, um, that movie, um, oh God, it's escaping me what the movie's called. Um, Joe Pesci's a lawyer. 
That's oh, what, uh, that's what they should have called Vinny. the movie. Yeah, my cousin Vinny. Right, he he does it from you know that character, um, and um, it's it's actually a really funny album. Um, okay. And if if you didn't know, Joe Pesci was a singer before he uh, became a movie star. He put it on an album back in the '60s or something like that. Oh, yeah. Most people don't know that, and it's kind of vexing in a way. I wouldn't mind listening to that album too, um, at some point. But um, yeah, like Pac-Man Fever and Disco Duck are on this list. Um, kind of short-lived things that like, or like weird things. Like there's just so many oddities of like, why did that won a Grammy? What what are we what are we doing here? Um, yeah. Or like an an episode on Doctor Demento might be cool. Um, so we talk about Weird Al and um, all those one off songs that like did really well yeah. on his show. You know, like uh, Fish Heads. Remember Fish Heads? No. Fish Heads, Fish Heads, Roly Poly Fish Heads, Fish Heads, Fish Heads, Eat Them Up Yum. I just remember seeing that video on MTV one time, and it kind of blew my mind. Um. Yeah. Um, also, are you familiar with Wesley Willis? I can't say that I am. Ooh, I, I think it might be fun to do a Wesley Willis episode at one point. Um, so the short. I, I'm gonna try to make this as short as possible while keeping in a lot of the details. So. Uh, homeless guy in Chicago. Uh, some dudes are like working in some studio. Um, they start talking to him or whatever. I don't know this whole part of the story, but like for, for some reason they get him into a recording booth and they put on a keyboard demo and he, he does a song and it's funny. So they re- they record, they go, okay, do it again. Right. Long story short, this guy puts out like, 30 albums and each album is a different keyboard demo. So there's like 12 to 20 songs, right? And they're all the same keyboard demo and he's just making up songs. Sure. Sure. Um, and they're not all great, but some are just brilliant. Um, and it's just funny as hell. And at the end of every song, he makes, he makes up an ad, Right some for some ad for something um and it's just it's um it's this weird art that's not quite i don't think that wesley willis was out there trying to make comedy um he's just being himself um uh it's very obvious this man had um, mental illness and he was, you know, this homeless man and was he being exploited? Um, well, a little bit. Um, was it accidental? Yeah. Um, did it help this man, you know, get out of his horrible situation and, um, you know, feed and clothe him for the rest of his life? Yes. Um, 
So, you know, there's, there's the good and bad, but, uh, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, the whole topic is interesting and, um, definitely a, uh, Chicago legend if, if nowhere else, but, um, he is, he is actually known worldwide. Um, and people just love him. And, uh, um, my joke has always been that, um, he died right about the time they changed the Sears Tower's name to the Willis Tower. Um, mm. Unrelated, but I always say that it's the the Wesley Willis Memorial Tower. Sure, sure. Yeah, it was, it was right about the time he died. Um, yeah, but anyway, I I think that would be a good episode to do at some point. Um, I um. I wrote down Cheech and Chong, and I think those albums are definitely worth doing one at a time, um, and not doing like a whole roundup kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to do. So, who's that guy that everybody says that Dennis Leary ripped off? Was that Lenny Bruce, or was that uh, somebody else? I uh, maybe it's Lenny Bruce. Uh, it's I. Well, I I think it would be fun to figure out who that is, and do them like back to back. Oh sure. And um, you know, have that discussion. Um, because it's it's something that uh, I I know a lot of comedians talk about a lot, but um, I'm not really familiar with the earlier person's work. Um, Lenny Bruce included. I'm not super familiar with that, and I, I'd like to be. Um, so I think that's a, an issue. Um, uh, who did you suggest? I'm sorry, Steve. Martin. I started with Steve Martin, but we've okay. gone through a variety since then. Okay, Steve Martin, like um, Steve Martin albums. I'll look that up. Okay. And I always hate these. Um, um, they put the years on them and they're wrong. Oh. Because, you know, it was really East or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was the first time that whatever became um, aware of it. Okay, so Wikipedia. Uh, it's got a lot to choose from here. Um well, there's there's four albums, right? Um, one did not do well at all. His last one did not do well, but everything else did um, did good. Um, it, it's kind of sad that his second album is called "A Wild and Crazy Guy," which is a playoff of this um, character that he did. On, yeah. Um, was that SNL? It was SNL. It was him and uh, Aykroyd, yeah. Yeah, wild and crazy guy. Um, which is why that uh, that one did two times platinum and reached number two on the Billboard 200. That's uh, quite impressive right. for a comedy album. That's super impressive. Um, although, we could do his first album as well. Um. Though there is something to be said about that one that did not do well at all. 
um, reached 135 of the Billboard 200, did not go gold. Um, that that's the interesting one to me. Um, however, thinking about how long we're gonna do this podcast, and we're in the early days, and maybe we should keep it simple for the early days, and then you know when we reach episode you know, 47 or whatever, then we can start digging in the crates. Sure, um, that makes sense. Yeah, so um, do, do, I, I don't know if you have this list up in front of you or not. Um, I do not. Okay, so uh, his first, uh, like, so 77, 78, 79, put out three albums in a row. Um, first one's Let's Get Small, that one platinum. Second's The Wild and Crazy Guy, that's two times platinum. And then Comedy is Not Pretty in 79 went gold. But if we want to keep it simple, we probably should go with uh, his first album. Yeah, that works. Let's get small. Let's get small. Okay. So join us next week <laughs> for Let's Get Small. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Um, just looking at the details of this real quick. Um, remember the time... Um, well, you know what? Let's save it for next week. Yeah. We'll talk about it next week. Um, and um, just looking at the um, singles here. Um, so we, we miss King Tut because that's on a wild and crazy guy. Do you, you right. know that song? Oh, yeah. It's 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 actually pretty good. Um, but I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> um at length but uh um yeah so um i guess there's not much else to say about that other than we'll we'll, we'll get to it um, yes indeed good deal this has been third one ducks brought to you by brady cox and patrick kilcoin opening music ska of the mountain king by johnny boyle available at upbeat.io And that's upbeat with two Ps.